today on CityCast Denver. Civic Center Park has now been closed to the public for a week, a first in the park's history. The city says they shut it down because of violence, crime, and unsanitary conditions. But I wanted to talk to someone who knows this park better than anyone about what the state of Denver's civic gathering place really is. Today is Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. I'll be honest, I don't really hang out at Civic Center Park much, but that's not really the point of the place. It's not where you go in the city to have a picnic. The times that I've gone there were for protests, community festivals, and concerts. The park has always been an important place for our community to come together. And that community includes our unhoused neighbors who have been staying at the park even before the pandemic. That's why when Denver's Parks Department announced earlier this month that Civic Center would be closed indefinitely, I got mad. Oh, I just wanted to tell you and congratulations, Mr. Westwood Chili Fest, Chili Pepper, champion chili pepper eater. Oh man, I smoked everybody. I won every round. So I wanted to talk to my friend Ian Thomas Tafoya, who for years has worked to clean up Civic Center Park, but not by kicking people out. His latest effort to keep the park clean is through a group called Headwaters Protectors, which provides what Ian calls compassionate trash service. And they were collecting trash at the park all the way up until its closure last week. Ian Thomas Tafoya, welcome back to CityCast Denver. Hi, Bree. Great to be here again. So... Last week, the city of Denver shut down Civic Center Park um, for a couple of months, and city officials talked a lot about trash and issues with drugs and violence in the park. There are plans to install floodlights and surveillance cameras to, I guess, deter some of that crime they're talking about. And you run this group called Headwaters Protectors that picks up trash in the park as well as around the city to support our unhoused neighbors. Can you talk about what you've been seeing in Civic Center Park? Uh, what I can tell you is it's missing services for a park of its size, right? It doesn't have the great restrooms and the public water fountains. There have always been unhoused people, but certainly the unhoused problem's growing. There's no doubt about that. I mean, look at the cost of living in our communities, um, and it's not matching pace with wages or housing. So there's a piece of that. Is uh, Do we have a substance abuse crisis? Yes. We're having an overdose crisis. We know that we had the most deaths last year, and I'm a firm believer with the Harm Reduction Action Center of not one more, right? What can we do to reduce that? Now, have I seen people openly inject in the park? Yes. Um, Have I seen that in the past? Yes. Did I see a little bit more of it this last round? Yeah, when I was there Tuesday. Um, And I can understand I've had people in my family and people I know have really struggled with addiction. And when people won't even provide you a drink of water, um, without, you know, some sort of stigma, um, I can see how substance abuse becomes some better option, or it might mm-hmm. seem like it is for individuals. And that's really comes back to the compassion and humanity, centering people in humanity. And, um, you know, when we provide water, we've gone out with medics, it brings people forward to get health care, to solve the problems before they get worse, right? And it is, uh, there's no magic bullet, of course, to any of these problems. But Um, It's pretty clear that fences have not worked, that force and violence has not worked, 
and the mutual aid networks that have developed through this pandemic are stronger than ever. It's just unfortunate that, you know, it's probably less to provide trash services to fund groups like mine to get out there and do the work than it is um, to continue to play this whack-a-mole game that we see. Mm. What do you mean by whack-a-mole game? Well, I mean, you saw this with my quote in the Denver Post, right? It's you fence it, you move them, you clear them. It doesn't change the problem. These people still don't have house keys. They still don't have a place to lock their belongings. They still don't have access to a strong network of public restrooms, water fountains, trash services. And so, you know, you're moving them from the spot they're into a new place where they'll begin to gather things again. I mean, we all do. I don't know if you've ever gone car camping and felt like, boy, it looks like I'm a mess by the time you get home. It's because you have so much stuff just to survive. Yeah, that's a great. I think that that's a great example for folks who maybe have not ever been unhoused. Is you ever gone car camping? The end of the weekend, your car's full of trash. You've got, you know, you you maybe haven't taken a shower. It's it's a pretty relatable situation. I heard a pretty good one the other day from an unhoused neighbor that I hadn't really thought about, but that, you know. He he was anecdotally saying that the neighbors get the most mad when your tent actually seems to be able to protect you from the elements. So as you build out this structure that's meant to protect you more, and he's like, people really get mad when you have a couch all of a sudden. He's like, but these are their couches. I mean, these are They've this, left outside. Yes, exactly. So like, this is the trash that our community is generating, and mm-hmm. people who are in survival mode are repurposing, right? Reduce, reuse, recycle these concepts. People put their trash out. They don't want to think about where it goes. But if it ends up two blocks down the way with a camp person's using it, they're not okay with that. Um, and so, you know, that it really just struck me as something that I hadn't really thought about. Yeah, that is a great thing to think about because we do this out of sight, out of mind thing as housed people often with our trash. And like you're saying, you put out a couch because you don't want it anymore, and then it ends up two blocks away and someone's utilizing it, and then your neighbor gets mad that it's in the alley. And I definitely have been that person. I know that you you worked for the mayor's office at one point, right? Yeah, I spent some time there when I first came into politics, uh, working on public policy and then community affairs, but it wasn't very short-lived. I spent more time at city council. Okay. So I just ask you that because... Part of the reason I wanted to talk to you is I appreciate your pragmatism in understanding what the city is taking on. But what you're describing right now is the compassion that you approach this subject with. Do you feel like that's sort of an inherent issue that the city is just not approaching this problem with the right mindset? Or is it just that they they aren't capable of doing all the things that need to be done? Like, what do you think the city is doing or not doing that that you can see from your perspective? Well, I don't believe that the city collectively, and that's the community and the government and the businesses all working together. uh, We're not solving the problems of getting water and access to people. I can't tell you how long public restrooms have been on the table when I ran for Denver City Council. (laughs) I ran on public restrooms. I know. So it's like, you know, I sat on the parks board. I mean, pragmatically, we're just not budgeting for the things that we need. And we continue to see housing not take up enough of the budget. We continue not to see the infrastructure needs. Um, and here's another example. Are we really prepared to build a new arena when we can't even put recycling into the parks? You know, those are those are the way I look at things. And um, it is about will. And certainly, I don't think our leadership has been compassionate uh, fully through the pandemic. We wouldn't see this violent clashes between the public and the people. I mean, I myself, uh, 
went and did a sit-in in, in RTD. Why? Because they wanted to criminalize the sitting of the poor. I mean, clearly we're not choosing compassion in the city. Uh, we've, charged, we've chosen corporate greed, I think, for a long time. It's reflected in our air quality, our water quality, our housing crisis, our homeless crisis. And I think that there are a lot of water protectors and compassionate people out there, like myself, um, who see a better way. Yeah. So Civic Center is such a unique park. It's not just a park that you that you go and sit in or play soccer in. It's a protest ground. It's a music venue. It's a campaign stop. It's an art gallery. It's, you know, it's all these things. So do you think that after this closure is over, things are going to be different or are we just going to go back to the same issues we were having? Well, I think part of the lighting and the video cameras, I understand it, are about, you know, targeting drug dealers. You know, I'm not really in favor of the drug war. I think it's holistically failed and costs us a lot of money. But the same issues are going to continue. People need access to water, restrooms. It doesn't change where the park is located. This is some of the bus lines that go here. But how is it that we have such a problem with accessing a sanitation when we have so many civic buildings and services in one place? I mean, that's, I think, what's really hard to swallow. Um, Obsensively, I hope the trash changes. I hope that we, you know, collaborate more. But again, is this closure a magic bullet? No. And I think one thing that concerned me is I heard that, you know, they're going to put more rangers, more cops into the downtown parks. And I always am concerned about broken windows policies and the impacts on people of color whenever you talk about hyper patrolling any sort of situation. And sort of related to that, we've heard from city officials about violence in the park this year, that there were two murders and DPD has identified the park as a quote unquote crime hotspot. Yet at the same time, according to the Denver Post, crime in the park is down relative to pre-pandemic years. Why do you think violence has been such a focal point? Well, I mean, I think that's that's a really interesting one. I think uh, crime is something that... um, has long been a dog whistle of policy that is aimed at being anti-drug, anti-homeless, uh, anti-people of color communities. In fact, I think violence is a, an easy thing to point to uh, to justify any of your means. I'm not sure. I'm you know I'm not a data expert in crime statistics, but I have not felt any more unsafe there um, than I have before. But I do know that there is an effort to revitalize that side of downtown. I do know that there is an effort to turn part of that into a bar in the evenings for individuals. And so when you talk about competing uses, that couldn't be far more apart, right? Like, yeah, that's, and it's like, uh, who gets to drink in the park, you know, kind of just those uh, unspoken rules around who's invited and who's not. So Ian, say you wake up tomorrow and you are, you are given any opportunity. You're king of Denver. What would you what would you do with Civic Center Park? What would you like to see there? Maybe I'd land back it uh, to the tribal people to really be stewards of it. But um, I really wanted to put uh, a box office there where you could go get tickets without t- you know fees to say any of the concerts there or Red Rocks or the city venues. Um, they could rent equipment. It could have public restrooms. It could have water access. It could have first aid. You know, kind of this resource kind of center there for individuals i think you need a network of volunteers of individuals that work alongside government because there's inherently a distrust to government and then you know you won't solve the problems at the civic center unless you solve the larger problem which is a network 
of trash receptacles, restrooms, drinking fountains, right? It's not one location that's going to solve all these problems. And, um, you know, I would love to snap my fingers and get trash services and porta potties put up to where the people are um, so that we could start protecting the water tomorrow. And, you know, when the budgets were down last year during the pandemic, I went and testified and I said, the best dollar you can spend in crisis is for a volunteer manager, right? Because if you can't afford to pay the people, but you can afford to organize the people, then we win. Yeah. That's a great point is that you might have the, you might have the human power to change something, but you need somebody in the position of delegation and, and organizing to, to show people where to go and what to do. And Thomas Tafoya, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Support us at Headwaters Protectors. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. Denver Police Chief Paul Pazin says the city is seeing a staffing shortage in law enforcement because of budget issues. Denverite reports that DPD has requested an additional $7.6 million to restore the department's numbers, representing a more than 7% increase over last year. Payson said that 99 cops have left the force since January and more are expected to depart before the end of the year. Part of the total $245 million requested by DPD would help train 144 new recruits and fill vacancies. Whether or not Payson gets his money is up to city council, who will vote on the entire 2022 city budget in November. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you enjoyed what you heard, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. We also want to take a moment and recognize some of our loyal listeners, like Josh Montague. Thanks for supporting the show. Want even more news? Subscribe to our morning newsletter at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye! Instead of being like, park, 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 park. The city's civic gathering. (laughs) That's terrible. Okay.